0: Welcome to the Grace Experience with Grace Wood. Being raised as a devout Sunni Muslim woman, but much like the Apostle Paul, radically saved by Jesus with her own Damascus Road experience. Let's join Grace now and learn the lessons that she has learned from her Heavenly Father and rekindle our relationship with Him. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Grace Wood. everybody, I am Grace and you are listening to The Grace Experience. As you know, I'm a former Sunni Muslim and my podcasts are based upon my life experiences as I've transitioned from Islam into Christianity. My hopes is that you are inspired and for you to remember that if God could do it for me, how much more can He do it for you? So today I want to read an African proverb, but it's a common proverb it says that it takes a village to raise a child. And this simply means that a community of people must interact with children for those children to experience and grow in a safe and healthy environment. And the villages look out for these children. I believe that the same thing applies to men and women of God. When we look at the people that we look up to, people that we learn from the Joyce Myers, the TD Jakes, all these amazing ministries, they too had people that look out for them. They too had people that God sent to help them. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, that iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. In my journey, God sent many people. Um, After I became a Christian, Uh, it was very difficult because people didn't want to teach me I can see now and I understand now why I was full of zeal Um, I was like a really like an empty gas tank functioning on fumes but a lot of times people didn't have patience with me and I was I have the type of personality if a person can't help me I'm gonna go and look for the help I'm gonna go seek I'm gonna search I was really propelled by the fact that a god would sacrifice his own son for someone like me so i had to know more about him i i just had to know there was no way um that this amazing god like what i was seeing or what i was learning that was it i knew that there was more and so i went out searching people and a lot of times people do church and they look churchy and they look like they have it together but they don't they don't they simply don't because what i've discovered and i hope i'm not offensive to anybody but this is my truth okay i found that people talk a good talk but you see behind the scenes there's not enough studying going on there's not enough spending time with god and so they hit this glass ceiling And I had this hunger in me and I wanted more. And I'm so grateful that God sent the men and women that he did. Some were lifetime and they're still in my life. Some were seasonal. Some were for a short period of time. Some taught me things uh, good. And some taught me things that I would never repeat. Uh, But in every interaction and in every mentorship relationship that I had, I learned something nothing has been wasted and so this podcast i want to dedicate to those people that god sent in my life i'm so grateful because i wouldn't be where i am today had i not had those lessons those life lessons the spiritual lessons and one of the first people that god sent was sister pat gary um, she was attending uh, this church that i was attending at the time and she was over the woman's ministry and uh, she made me feel comfortable and she was patient and it was like she just knew when I was in the greatest turmoil if I was going through something she just simply knew and and now I know that that's the Holy Spirit but back then I didn't know you know and she's still in my life and she's like a mother figure to me and I thank God for her life because in those early days Uh, which are the most important days for people that like myself that come out of Islam we need other people we need people that are not afraid of the questions that are not afraid of the aggression because I was very aggressive Um, I was hungry I wanted to know more she was very patient she pushed me to do things that I was uncomfortable doing for example uh, very early on (laughs) I realized I was called to pray um, of course, I didn't recognize it until she showed me that. and But I was uncomfortable because I came from a religion that we memorize prayers in Arabic, okay? So there was a prayer for every situation that was going on. So to be able to communicate with Allah like I communicate with Jesus was a foreign concept to me. I couldn't talk to Allah like he was a friend because Islam teaches that God cannot be your friend that he is above you and you're beneath him that it's not like Christianity when you are co-heir of Christ and all these things that we are taught in Christianity no it's like you are a lowly servant in a sense and so it was hard for me to push past that but sister Pat taught me relationship she taught me that I wasn't weird that what I was experiencing was normal and that each experience was unique and that I could talk to her about anything like I said she's still in my life today honestly I'm grateful for her I have a list of people that have been really impactful in my life and so I write their names down and one day when I'm in the position I want to bless them because these people have been truthful they didn't Uh, sugar coats they didn't hold back they gave me the real real and I'm so appreciative for these people also sometimes when these people that we look up to that have helped us I often wonder who encourages them and there's something that God showed me recently there are people in our lives that we look up to and they've been so strong and they've been consistent and If they're going through something they don't share or they just look like they their confidence is through the roof like they have it all together but God showed me that they too need encouragement they need to be reminded of the things that they did for us we shouldn't wait for people to die to tell them how impactful that they've been or how they've helped us we shouldn't wait for people to get sick to honor them we need to do these things while they're living so that it could help them remember and understand and know that nothing they did was in vain. That those seeds that were planted have blossomed. One of the people I like to honor today is my best friend. Um, Very early on in my journey I had a surgery. I think it was gallbladder surgery and I went for a follow-up appointment to the doctor and the doctor told me that I had a tumor on my liver and that was very large and during surgery they didn't want to cut it off because they didn't know if um it was an artery or a vein and if they did that you know i could have died or bled out or whatever and so they wanted me to take more tests and so um after my doctor's appointment i went to work because we worked at the same place and i gave her the doctor's report and i was like cancer was in my family my dad died of cancer and so i was thinking you know what if it was that and her response to me was we are going on a 21 day fast and i was like what she said we are going on a 21 day fast she said god did not take you out of islam and bring you into christianity and give you this great call on your life for you now to get cancer and die it's impossible that's not happening not on my watch is what she said to me okay think about this i'm a new christian okay I've left Islam my thought is I'm being punished because I've hurt my family I've disappointed Allah oh my goodness I'm going to die as a new believer this is what I'm thinking and she says no we're going on this fast so while we started this fast I think it was about seven days into the fast I had another appointment because uh, they needed to do a sonogram of my liver So I go to my second appointment and the lady does a sonogram and they cannot find this tumor. This tumor was huge. There's no way that it could not be there. Okay. There was no tumor. They couldn't find this tumor. And it really strengthened my faith. Her response was impossible. And God showed himself to be true. And that strengthened me. That's just an example of... The relationships that I had that God has sent that have inspired me and I was just like oh my goodness my mindset about God changed because think about this I'm thinking God was trying to punish me because I left Islam but this miracle happens and some of you may be saying well maybe it was a coincidence my life is an unending stream of testimony I could tell you <laughs> I mean testimony upon testimony upon testimony and that was the beginning I just was like so wowed and in this journey my best friend has been at my side she hears it all she has heard everything <laughs> because you have to remember when God takes Muslims out of Christianity out of Islam into Christianity and I always say this because it's the reality our journey is not regular um, I'm not saying that we are better than people that have been born into Christianity. No, for in order for God to get our attention, he has to come to us in a way that we cannot deny that he is God. Because the foundation that we are taught in Islam is taught before you even can speak. Loyalty is imputed into you. Um, faithfulness is imputed. Even if you know you're going to go to hell, you will not leave. It has to take a move of God, of the supernatural, to change our mind and change our hearts. And that's what he did for me. So my life is just an unending stream of testimony. I was seeing all these things that other people weren't seeing. I was smelling things other people were not smelling. You may or may not know, but unclean spirits have an odor. And I remember working at this place and I would smell this foul smell. And I mean, I don't know what this was. I had never experienced this before. And God sent Letitia Scott. And she mentored me for many, many years. And I felt the most normal. Because, again, I could tell her anything as well. So I would just tell her what I was seeing, what I was smelling. And she didn't make me feel weird. She didn't make me feel... Like something was wrong with me i just felt regular and over time she took me to um many seminars she introduced me to people that i still listen to the cindy trims the okay so cindy trim <laughs> i hope to meet her one day because she taught me about the kingdom of darkness she taught me how the enemy and and mind you i've never met this woman right but she's somebody that taught me. She taught me how the the kingdom of darkness set up, how the enemy attacks us. You know, because I didn't know these things. I was just seeing these things. I was being tormented. I didn't know how to fight. And I went to a seminar, and she was there, and it was the safest I'd felt in a long time because prior to that, I was seeing all these things. I was. Hearing things that no one else heard and I felt like I was losing my mind. But when I began to understand what that was and I learned my authority in Christ, I learned so many things about my rights in Christ that that fear that had gripped me my entire life, the fear of darkness, gone. I used to be so afraid of the dark that uh, my husband at the time used to work night shift and when he would leave I would take the babies and put them in the bed with me and I would leave the lights on because I was so afraid of the dark I would think that when he left for work or if the lights were off something was going to happen that changed when I really started delving into the word I attended this ministry and They taught me about who I was, my identity. And I became so Christ conscious. I remember when I knew it to be true with my spirit. I came home that night. It was a Saturday. I'll never forget. I turned off all the lights and I spoke into the living room. And I said, I was afraid of you for so many years. (laughs) And I remember laughing. And I wasn't afraid anymore. I simply stop being afraid man that was the most liberating day i'll never forget that and then i became bolder and bolder and bolder now you know sometimes you can become bolder but you don't have tact you are not polished and you simply sound ignorant and that's who i was i had all the zeal all this knowledge because i started just inhaling the word of god but there was something that was missing and that was grace god's grace that was absolutely <laughs> oh my goodness i'm just reminiscing about the things i said to people oh my gosh mm. it's a wonder that people still talk to me today but let me not digress um i went to many different ministries and because i had left islam i was ostracized and so god sent me mothers he sent me sisters and brothers and every hole that I had or every need that I had. because you see, when you need something, that simply means that there's a lack and where there was a lack, God filled those holes. When it was time to go through deliverance, God sent those people when it was time to move on. I mean, you may think like people that are leaving either Islam, Hinduism or whatever religion, that you may think of where you could be ostracized even in Christianity I know um, when people I know I have a friend that was Catholic and when she left uh, Catholicism and became I think she's a Baptist now I I can't remember Um, her family disowned her as well and you would think that would be cool because she's still a Christian right God doesn't leave you by yourself He sends people He sends people to uplift you and hold you and And talk to you and love on you and and some he sends and some the enemy sends and as you mature you begin to realize who they are as your discernment increases you begin to realize and as you heal you begin to realize what's good who's good and who's not good for you in this journey i've cut off people that i shouldn't have but i've also had people in my life that when i tried to cut them off they were more mature that I was and they extended grace towards me and I could simply look back and think wow if that was me I would have cut them off if if somebody treated me the way I treated some people I would have cut them off honestly no doubt about that I would have cut them off but I'm grateful that they were more mature because I learned many things from them one of the greatest influence in my Christian walk is my mom you may be saying how is that possible because your mom is a Muslim the reason that is possible because my mom taught me the power of prayer I remember as a child growing up her response to life issues was prayer I always saw her in a posture of prayer she puts Allah first if anything was happening her answer was prayer even till today I can call her and complain and the first thing she's going to ask me is have you talked to your God I remember calling her complaining (laughs) Um, fussing and crying and complaining and she said to me Rabia did you pray before you call me or you calling me to complain and I was like no I'm calling you to complain She said to me, talk to your God and hung up the phone. (laughs) Very dramatic. But what I was experiencing at the time, no human being could have helped me. My mother allowed me growing up as a child to see her in the posture of worship and prayer. And to see her on her face. Yes, it wasn't that she was praying to Jesus. But it's those lessons that I learned that I teach my own children because automatically my response to anything is prayer and the same applies to my children and my children are young but that's something that was, it has been engraved in them because just like my mother allowed me to see her in different postures I allow my children to see me in different postures and knowing that situations can be turned around by prayer and they have an appetite for prayer do i always feel like praying no but once i enter into that place i know that i may not get the answer that i want but i'll get exactly what i need because you see in the season i've begin to understand something and i want to stress again i learned that from a muslim woman that if i If my desire to want something or to have something is not in tune with God's desire for me, then it may not happen. You know, the Bible says that many are the plans of a man, but it's the Lord's decree that prevails. I've learned that I must be so close to God that I need to know what's in his heart for my life because If I know what's on on his heart for my life, then I'll pray the things according to what's on his heart. Because I don't want anything that God doesn't want for me. Because if I pray about what I want, it's going to be less than. But if I pray according to God's perfect will for my life, then those desires are his desires. And as believers, that's how we should be praying. That we want what He wants for us. And I learned that from my mom. Now, she didn't have the scriptures to give me. She didn't have the eloquence to give me because my mother uh, didn't finish high school. But she had a devotion. She was loyal and she was faithful to Allah. And when I learned the truth, I in turn am loyal and faithful to Jesus. And I learned that from a hand of a Muslim woman. So I'm so grateful for her life for teaching me that. You know, the Bible says that everything will work out for our good. Even if you veer off to the left or veer off to the right, God will make that work for you good. I learned that from a pastor many years ago when I was laid off from a job. And initially I panicked. And when he told me that, I was like, oh, okay, this is part of God's plan. Because I couldn't have seen God, how I needed to see Him had I remained in that environment. And so I'm grateful for the years that I had in that company. I'm grateful for the people that I met. But that part of my life was over. And when I left there, it gave me the opportunity to be active with my children at a time in their life where it was so important for me to be more present because I worked so much and I wasn't as present as I was. So yes, it works out for my good. And I have an amazing relationship with my children because of that. Like the African proverb says that it takes a village to raise a child. Again, so does it take a village to raise men and women of God that will be effective for the kingdom. So you may be out there and you're frustrated as I was at one time. And you feel like you're going in cycles and you're repeating cycles. And you're asking God, where are these people that you're supposed to send Does God want us to receive help? Yes. He's not going to take you out of any situation and leave you on your own. What I've come to understand is that God will send believers and unbelievers. Just yet recently God told me that he was going to send unbelievers and when he sends them that I should not turn them away because it's my natural nature in me to be like oh well that's not a believer. I can't receive what they're trying to tell me no God will send people unbelievers or believers to help you to accomplish whatever needs to be accomplished and what the Lord told me was that I'm going to send these unbelievers do not turn them away because yes they will help you but the way you live the way you speak they'll be able to see me so it's not them just helping me but I'll be helping them as well because sometimes we think that when people are helping us we're not helping them I have a friend that I used to work with and she was from Utah and so the way she thought about God she didn't think about God as being full of grace and she told me recently because sometimes we think that we are not effective I didn't even realize that I had presented God to her as a a graceful God because there was something that I was very uh, I had a hard time with let me say that she told me, she said, just based on our conversation, she realized that how her parents presented God to her was not correct. Because when I spoke about Jesus, when I spoke about the Holy Spirit, when I spoke about my Papa God, I would talk from a loving place because that's how, who God was to me. So I didn't have all the scriptures. I didn't know much, but I knew that God loved me. And that he loved everybody. And I was so excited (laughs) that he loved me with all my imperfections. So I would just share that with her. Because sometimes we think we have to have all the scriptures. No, you don't. If the only message you have in your mouth is that God loves you, then you keep saying it. You just keep saying it. You don't stop saying it. So again, if you are frustrated and... You're saying, God, you know, I've been waiting for you to send people, but no one has come. I want you to just go before God and ask him to send those people that he has assigned to your life and to remove those people that you have perhaps clung to that you shouldn't have. Maybe you have these soulish wounds that you cling to the wrong people. We've all done, they've been there, done that ask the holy spirit to remove them with surgical precision because that could be holding up the things that you need to do there are people waiting for you to get into position there's a word that god put in your mouth for those people so i want to pray with you before i leave father in the name of jesus i thank you for those that are listening father i thank you for the men and women of God that you're rising up God and not just those that are going to be over churches not those that are going to be pastors but those that you've sent to the marketplace because you have to remember guys that every place where you are is your pulpit because you are the body of Christ your pulpit is in the grocery store Your pulpit is in the elevator. Wherever you are is your pulpit. So, Father, I ask you, at even those unusual places, you send people to pour into these people that are waiting for people to help them, God. That you send the right people, Father, that they are able to recognize those that are not for them, God. That those that have not been assigned to them god so i ask you to increase discernment in the name of jesus father send those people because they are ripe they are ready to learn god ready to go to the next level father i thank you for lives i thank you for legacies that will be established Father, I thank you for the legacies of these great men and women of God that you've called for such a time as this. Your word says that the righteous are as bold as lions. So I speak that we are as bold as lions, God, that we are not full of fear especially during this time in our nation god i thank you for those men and women with the words that you have put in their mouth god i Father, i thank you that they will speak with wisdom because wisdom has been activated in their bellies in the name of jesus i speak that peace rests upon them father i thank you for their lives and i thank you for their legacies in jesus name amen We hope that you have enjoyed today's show of The Grace Experience. Be sure and like her Facebook page, Grace Wood, host of The Grace Experience Show. You can email her at experiencegrace2020 at gmail.com. Join us next week for The Grace Experience.